1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per
3: line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. CTmobile.com.
4: Here's the snap. Jordan Love looks downfield, throws off the back foot to the end zone. Yeah, the yeah, Yes! Touchdown! Don Tavian
5: Wicks on the post, and the Packers lead it. 20 to nothing.
2: That was Aaron Jones. Second of three touchdowns in the wild card round. Hey, welcome to the show. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff domination by the Packers and especially Aaron Jones. 21 carries 118 yards, ripping off five yards per carry, three touchdowns. I mean, Jordan love Perloff gets a lot of the accolades because he deserves it. Explosive plays through for 272 yards, only missed on five passes, also threw three touchdowns, but Aaron Jones yep. set the tone from the beginning drive for a green Bay.
6: Well, what did we know about this Dallas defense? The one thing that they, their vulnerability was the run game. We saw it in, when they went to Buffalo and got gashed by the run game, yep. the Eagles gashed them in the home game so the Packers give Matt LaFleur so much credit. He immediately started picking on the weakness of that defense. Don't let Micah Parsons go downhill. I mean, Parsons, they had to hold him twice and actually got the calls this time. But generally, Dallas's defense, we knew the vulnerability. And Green Bay, to their credit, they rode Aaron Jones. Yeah, I know yep. you're, that's a great point. Jordan loves getting the credit. But Aaron Jones is the star of this team right now. and that homecoming to Dallas, it, you could tell from the second, that first drive, I'm like, whoa, he's feeling it.
2: Man, there's got to be so many uncomfortable conversations happening around the Dallas Cowboys today in the next coming weeks. And I'm talking uncomfortable for not just the head coach of Mike McCarthy, who probably sealed his fate with an exit. I mean, he may as well have listed his house at halftime. Now, Jerry Jones is unpredictable in that In a time when everyone would say, fire the coach, fire the coach, and so many times he would not do it, right? He would not go with the crowd, go with the grain. I don't know how you stand, Pat, sit on your hands and say, well, Mike McCarthy won in year five in Green Bay. He'll win year five in the Dallas Cowboys. You don't have that kind of time. And if I'm McCarthy, I'm having an uncomfortable conversation. If I'm Dan Quinn, I'm having an uncomfortable conversation, not just with the Cowboys, but the other coaching uh, interviews that I'm doing. How'd you let the youngest team in the league come in with a, a seven-point underdog come in and push you around? That would be uncomfortable. Dak Prescott has to be having an uncomfortable conversation. Like, you're never going to win, dude. Congrats, you're rich. Good, You'll be richer, and you're a good quarterback, but you can't win with Dak. And that's the final one, Pearl, off where I stop, because there's nothing – I don't see an easy fix for the Prescott situation for the Dallas Cowboys. I think, you could,
6: I, I think you can win with Dak. I think he's a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. I just think that there's a couple holes in this offense. One, they had no run game this year. Tony Pollard got paid and got slow. I mean, got paid for a running back. The other problem, it's the same thing that happened with last year in San Francisco, uh, and it's happened in many previous games. When you have one real wide receiver target and that's CeeDee Lamb, you become so predictable. It's like James Harden with the basketball in his hand. You know where the ball is going all the time. So I, I think it, p- it killed them last night. And the fact that CeeDee Lamb was a little nervous or something, uh, had that he had one drop that he always catches that just killed him. He settled down and played better at the end. But they need a legit, complete offense. They need a second wide receiver who's a real threat. Uh, I think Jake Ferguson's emerges uh, is a really good tight end. Yeah. 10
2: catches and, last night
6: and they need a better run game. So I I think honestly, their, their offense is going to be exciting next year. And that's the thing. They had the number one scoring offense in the league this year. So that is not where I'm starting over. And it's, I'm starting over. You need to get big on defense. You need, you need some horses. You can stop the run. And then who can help Micah Parsons dominate, Honestly, I look at defense and I look at number two wide receiver and I'm ready to go next year.
2: You want to know what I say to the people who will point to the Cowboys offense and say they were number one or whatever the metric was this year? Who cares? Who cares? Like, 12 wins, apparently the Cowboys can do in their sleep. So I'm not impressed by that at all. And the, you know, the coach that they brought in, the amount you're paying your quarterback, that to me is not for 12 wins. That apparently winning the division, what does it matter? Because if you get embarrassed like that in in your home stadium, like you can even go back last year. Okay, Dak Prescott had a really bad game against San Francisco. A game they were underdogs. On the road. This is favorites at home. You hadn't lost a game in Dallas in in 16 games. It was two years. since You lost a game there, and then you come in and no show a playoff game. I mean, that is just beyond. It's unforgivable is what it is.
6: It is, but you're telling me you won't fall for it next year. Let me give you a scenario. What if they add Derrick Henry and Stephon Diggs in the offseason? Uh, their offense is going to be a juggernaut.
2: Doesn't matter because it's Dak be jugger- Prescott not showing up for these big games is what is holding them back, no, along with bad coaching.
6: It was. It's not on Dak last night. It's on the entire oh. team. It's on the coach. You're
2: so kind. I
6: mean, honestly, you honestly, Bill Belichick would never have a defense let that happen. I don't really want, I'm not super excited about Belichick because the timeline, talking about pressure to win, you got to win immediately with Belichick. I bring in a Jim Harbaugh and build a program over three years to win a Super Bowl. Uh, kind of change the way you've been doing things. And Harbaugh, love him or hate him, he's definitely going to change things. So I'm going to start over, look at a five year window to win a Super Bowl with Harbaugh, not try to win immediately with Belichick, but. Again, how can you say this all, Dak, when that defense just did not show up at all last night?
2: Listen, I put it on the defense also, but, you know, Dak throwing that interception early put the defense in a bad spot, and then you throw a pick six. I mean, you are just digging the hole deeper and deeper for your team. And just, like, stop me if you've heard this one. Dak Prescott comes up short in most important moment of the season. That's the Dak Prescott story. You know he's got good parts of his story. I know that he was the late round pick, and he's I, overcome I don't think a lot you know of the that, family.
6: Though, because you never say nice things about him.
2: Well, listen, because last year you win that playoff game in Tampa, and everyone's singing your praises. And then the next game, it's a terrible game against San Francisco. Yes. And in some ways, it was almost forgivable because San Francisco is just better. They're just a better team. You were the better team today. You should have been. You're the more experienced quarterback. If you're not winning this game in year eight. You're not winning it.
6: But there's no way he could have out-dueled Jordan Love. Jordan Love was going to. what you just said. I mean, because Jordan Love was completely unstoppable by this defense, gave the Cowboys no chance. I mean, Dak didn't even get on the field much in the first half at all. They were like, he barely had a chance to play bad because he did throw those picks. But generally, there were gigantic, two or three gigantic drives by the Packers. So the Cowboys. First of all, had all this pressure coming on them because they were trailing, and they just had no time to get any rhythm because their defense was not helping them out at all.
2: Okay, this is what the first half drives were for the Dallas Cowboys punt, interception, punt, interception return for a touchdown, and then you score the touchdown at, at the very end. Wait, so, how second. many?
6: That was not a lot of drives you just said, that was four. four. Four drives. I mean, come on. You got it. Their defense has to get you on the field a little more than that.
2: Okay. And then you come out of halftime, you get the ball, 12 play drive that ends at a field goal. That's basically a victory for the Green Bay Packers. They respond with a touchdown. They weren't messing around uh, yesterday. I, I think part of this, the Cowboys thought they had this game won. You thought you had it in the bag. And that's coaching, that's quarterback, that's d- defensive coordinator. I mean, let's spread the blame around to everybody. But to me, you know you're not winning with Dak, and I don't have a solution for you. I wish I did. I wish I had had your Matthew Stafford trade, you know, like the one that you could make like the Rams did, and I know Stafford and the Rams lost last night to Detroit. We'll talk about that game in a minute, but you need that Stafford trade. Like, Dak Prescott is your goff right now. He's gotten you as far as he can get you, and you need who is going to come in to be the closer here for this team? So give me,
6: give me a Stafford.
2: I don't have one for you. Okay, I'll literally give you Matthews. No,
6: no, no. I'm saying give me a a Stafford. So I can't get you Stafford next year, but I can get you Jim Harbaugh, a number two wide receiver, and a running back. You're not taking it. You're not going to. You're not going to fight your instincts to be a little excited about this team.
2: Do not trust. D N T. Do not trust and do not trust Dak.
6: Jim Harbaugh would be the new Jimmy Johnson.
2: But Jim Harbaugh can't go out and take a snap for him in the wild card round. You know, he- like, there's only so much you can do as a coach. If a guy has a penchant for messing up in a big spot, he'll do it with Jason Garrett, he'll do it with Mike McCarthy, and he'll do it with whoever's next.
3: But to but to, to Perloff's point, though, Jim Harbaugh went to San Francisco, and who did he take? He took Alex Smith, a guy who people thought was a head case, a guy people thought nobody could win with. And it seemed like their relationship went beyond just – X's and O's. Like, he seemed to really just rebuild uh, Alex Smith's confidence. And Alex Smith was, like, uh, at the bottom of the barrel when it came to where he was as a quarterback. If you're talking about bringing Jim Harbaugh and trying to create that same relationship with Dak Prescott, do you not feel that like he can have that same impact? I mean, well, Alex Smith <laughs> did win a playoff game uh, with uh, with uh, with Jim Harbaugh.
2: Well, let's remember also what happened. Yeah, I mean,
3: I mean he dumped him as soon as he, he got yeah, a chance.
2: Exactly. He, well,
6: here's the thing. that Dak is not one the playoffs. But
3: by that logic, man Smith Maggie, lost
2: his job for, with the injury and never got it back, yes.
6: By that logic, you have to dump Josh Allen, you have to dump Tua, you have to dump Lamar Jackson. I mean... Yes, it's hard to win a Super Bowl. And what if Lamar Jackson loses this year? Are you going to use the same logic?
2: Um, you are this one person who's like, I got to see it, Lamar, in the playoffs. I'm not going to believe it until I see it in the playoffs. And the-
6: Well, if he wins two MVPs and does not get to the Super Bowl, that's problematic.
2: Here's the thing. I'm also not a year eight with those guys. I'm not that far away, but I'm not year eight like I am with Dak Prescott, and he was a starter from word go. So he's had all this time. Like, you know, Josh Allen, listen, we'll see. Josh Allen could say, hold my beer, Dak Prescott, and give you four interceptions. I mean, the weather right now in Buffalo looks like it's going to be just disaster today. It's going to be snowing. It's going to be windy. Yep. You know, it's it, It's not like they're getting a reprieve for just because they're getting the game moved.
6: I think you're, you're caught up in the moment in this sense. Everything feels bleak now, but I would rather, I would speak as an Eagles fan, I'd yeah. rather that you just, re- I'd rather you, Go with Bill Belichick next year and Jimmy G next year. Cut Dak. Just say, cut bait. Bring in a veteran. And Belichick, I think that's a seven-win team with these Cowboys. Well, I, Jimmy G maybe turns the ball eight over too game. much, too. When an eight, eight or nine-win Like You could bring in Belichick with a new quarterback, and you're going to be mediocre. My formula, bring in Harbaugh, really pay up a wide receiver. You need two guys there. And I'm sorry, Brandon Cooks did not get it done. No. And then you got to help that defensive line against a run. I, I think that is really scary. I think they'll win the division, be the first NFC East back-to-back winner and whatever, a long time. I, I think you can work with what you have here. This was not Dak Prescott. This was a whole team looked nervous last night, uh, including Dak Prescott. But <laughs> I was going to say, he's think, got the
2: ball in his hands every play.
6: I think the right coach can bring out more in him in the playoffs.
2: Even, I, it, I thought McCarthy was supposed to do this.
6: Mc- no, 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 no. Nobody thought McCarthy was an inspire guy. McCarthy was. And you said you don't bring him. You said earlier you bring in Mike McCarthy to win a Super Bowl. Was anybody saying that when they brought in McCarthy?
2: Well, that but that's what they were saying. It's like yeah. they were they could already win regular season games. That's that wasn't it. It was oh he's got a Super Bowl. He's now rejuvenated after a year off after getting fired by the Packers. But I McCarthy
6: mean, was a terrible disappointment as a playoff coach throughout his career. He won that early one and then lost countless scenes, uh favorite games. Sorry, EJ, you were to say something.
2: UJ now on the phone. So, because we want to hear from you, 855 2124 CBS, 855 2124 CBS 4227. We should also put out on Twitter sort of some blame candidates. You know, who do you want to blame here? You got Dak, you got Mike McCarthy, you got Dan Quinn. Don't
6: forget Jerry Jones.
2: I Jerry, mean, he's a big
6: part of this too.
2: When they're showing Jerry Jones in the owner's suite, I know this is not his fault. It's just funny to me in between Jerry and like Steven was like literally just like a buffet chafing dish, whatever they call like a (laughs) like a like a it looked like Uh. a sterling silver platter that you would serve food on. It's like literally the most gilded thing you could have. It's like, oh, no, you're so distressed and probably what is, like, some kind of lobster or something. Well, no, 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 actually,
6: there was a lot of speculation on Twitter about what that was, and uh, somebody tweeted, oh, everyone's too afraid to touch the baked ziti. Because every time (laughs) I've been in a stadium box, there's baked ziti there. It's a a standard.
2: It's a thing you can cook for a lot of people.
6: But you're saying Jerry has lobster in there? That would...
2: I don't think he's eating the baked ziti. That's for everyone else. 855-212-4227. Rich is in Chicago. Hey, Rich, what's up, dude?
7: Hey, man. Hey, look, uh, I'm with you on the uh, Dak Prescott-McCarthy debacle. And I think anybody that really follows football, and I'm, this is not to slam Perloff, but he's had eight years. He's had four years of McCarthy. It, you know, there's two things going on here, though, that I to The purpose of the call was I think two things are happening. Cowboys are the Cowboys. The, the constant faders, that hasn't changed. But what I think isn't getting any credit is the emergence of the NFC North. And that isn't because I live in Chicago. Yeah. I mean, the Bears have had significant improvement. But you got two playoff teams that have advanced with the Packers and the Lions. Yep. You've got the Bears emerging, and you've got the Vikings if, if the QB comes back, which is a wild card because he's hurt. But if Cousins comes back – you've got four highly competitive teams. And I would venture to say in 2024, I would put the NFC North, which has been a historical joke, as maybe the best division of of them all next year.
2: You know, Rich, it's interesting. Thank you for the call. And you got Chicago's got a lot of excitement because they're holding on to the number one overall pick.
6: Yeah, I mean, I think the AFC North is also loaded and there's a couple other loaded divisions, but I, I think you could make a really good argument there—the class of the NFC because the Eagles and the Cowboys seem like they're going down. the The Niners are the only team in the West, and the NFC South is a joke. So. I know, but
2: you love the Rams, didn't you? Say last year, next oh. year we'll be talking Super Bowl hype for the oh, Rams.
6: I do love the Rams. I forgot, but yeah, the Rams—you, I don't—they don't jump to mind as the dangerous team. I am so into the Rams right now. But the NFC North, he brings up a good point. They're kind of loaded because you bring Kirk Cousins back to the Vikings, and that's a 10-win team. Uh, my only hope as an NFC East fan is that the NFC North all beats each other up like the NFC <laughs> North does.
2: EJ, what would you say last night if the Cowboys called the Bears?
6: Yeah. What if the
3: Cowboys called the Bears and said, we will give you three first and Dak Prescott for the number one overall pick? Because the Bears are in a situation where they are tired of losing and they probably don't want to rebuild. But Justin Fields, they're not sure about. And you'd be getting a lot more draft capital again. you still be getting your king's ransom. But now you have a quarterback that you know can go out there and compete. Yeah. And if you're the Cowboys, you do get your restart. But with a guy who probably has more talent than Dak Prescott and right. Caleb Williams.
2: So it's going to be a strong no for me yeah. from the Bears' side of this. Because I... Do I need Dak Prescott in the cold weather playing outside where he's got, you know, it doesn't play well on the road. Yeah. I know Philadelphia. Well, he's
3: got two road games at uh, learning to be in the Dome every year, Minnesota and
6: Detroit. We kind of overrate some of the outdoor yeah. NFC North stuff, to be honest. I know, but <laughs> Chicago does not want to pay Dak Prescott. That's the issue. It's the, it's the contract you would have to. And also do they can get three first round picks and move from one to five. They don't need to move from one to 24. So, Right, I, they, I think it's a Dak's money makes any kind of trade really hard and not even just for Caleb Williams. I think if say Miami called and said two for Dak, I think the contract with Dak is going to terrify all. Okay, let's a lot say of we teams. can restructure the contract. Cause uh, you're not
3: going you, you to you're not trade them on that $50 million number. No, okay. No,
2: th- this is like the last year of the contract where they've moved all the money and backloaded right. this thing because it's like 59 million or something. Like no one thinks Dak's making that money. So, but he's going to make a He's going to make a lot. Yeah. And so you've got to give him an extension.
3: Yeah. Let's say you expect, let's say like, it, it, the contract yeah. comes with... The, the trade comes with the c- yeah. contract extension.
2: Yeah, which is going to make it cost
6: more. I, I think Dak is so down right now that there's no way anybody does that. I think Dallas is stuck with him.
2: I do, too. I mean, that's Caleb the Williams. sad part. I
6: mean, would <laughs> Dallas, but do you think Dallas would go for that? Give it up three first? Da- oh, and Dallas, and Dallas would do that. 100%. 100%. But you're talking about a 20, uh, 20-something pick this year, and I, I think the Bears would be afraid that Dallas would be too good and the picks would not be valuable. See, I, I would...
3: I would be interested if I was the Bears because you are getting a rookie quarterback. So, I mean, oh yeah, talking, the rookie quarterback. I mean, though. he's nasty, but at the same time, it's a rookie. So, yeah, like, that's the most I'm valuable
6: not... thing, EJ. You got to win on that rookie contract. I no, think... I
3: know, but like, what? Who's to say the Cowboys don't actually take a step back next year in the first round pick you're talking about? It's not going to be top three, but maybe it is top ten. Maybe the Cowboys win seven games next year. I don't think that that's crazy. They get a rookie quarterback who we think is great, and it ends up not being that great. A lot of people thought Bryce Young was going to be
2: great, and that
3: that didn't work out. I think here is the
2: thing: if you if you're Dak Prescott and you can't win in Dallas, what makes you think you're going to win in Chicago? It's kind of set up for you pretty well. I know we're saying now that we said it all, they were a receiver short, all that. But, L- look at the things you have to overcome in Chicago. They're an up and coming team. Yeah. You've got to be the tide that kind of lifts them. But that.
3: Chicago, again, similar to the Raider conversation, they would take 12 wins a year every day of the week right now.
6: Mm-hmm. Like, this, this
3: is not the Cowboy different. situation where you're saying it's Super Bowl or Bust every year. We know Dak Prescott can win 10 games. Like, we've seen that already.
6: If I'm Chicago and anybody below number five in this year's draft calls, there's no way you pick up the phone. You're getting, you know, if you're not taking Caleb Williams, you better come away with Marvin Harrison Jr. in this draft. So the Cowboys draft at 24, that I don't think the Bears in a million years would pick up that phone. Can you use, so
3: you do have a second pick, though? Can you use that second pick to move back up into the top five? Oh, I said twenty four oh,
2: for the Bears <laughs> because man,
3: GMing here. But you, you, it's not like they don't. It's not. Their, this is not their only pick. Number one pick. They have their own pick as well. Yeah, which is not that far. Was it twelve? It's one and nine. Nine. Yeah, okay. uh, nine. So yeah, move, use nine and the assets you get from the Cowboys trade to get back up into the top five.
2: Yeah, but you're gonna have a lot of people behind you who may also be trying to make that jump. That's. I think it's going to be very expensive this year in the draft to try to move up.
3: I think the Bears can be very creative here and look at
6: themselves next year and being like, "Wow, we could be, yeah. we could win this division." If they're going veteran quarterback, they're going Justin Fields. So,
2: sure, be- they got a guy. I in mean, the he
6: can he can run now. Dak looks like he's but slower like, why than would me. You,
3: why would you pick? Just- See, that's the thing though. Like, think about that. Why would you pick Justin Fields over Dak Prescott today?
6: Because of the contract. I mean, you could have one year of Justin Fields. Uh, Justin Fields is young, and you don't have to give up anything for. Just keep Justin Fields. Like, you know you but can if, win eight if, games, if and Prescott, I think they're headed on the right direction. If Dak Prescott, we, I think he's a top-ten quarterback, right? We could
3: all agree on that. That's not crazy to say. I, I think he, he is. is. Yeah.
2: Yes, he is. But What is Fields?
6: Top, is he top 20?
1: Uh, top not,
6: 15.
2: I don't think so. <laughs> the numbers
1: <laughs> I, I disagree 15. with you, my friend. I, cannot I, I
6: think Justin Fields is going to take a step next year and be a good quarterback. Where okay. in Atlanta? I, I think Justin Fields is – I think I'm a little higher on him than you guys.
2: We'll get to your phone calls at 855 212 cbs See, you guys want to weigh in on Super Wild Card Weekend, not just the Cowboys, what we saw out of Kansas City in Miami, uh, what we saw out of the Detroit Lions last night, holding on and hanging on to beat the LA Rams. So awesome. And we've got weather reports for you for today. Ooh. I know. Your daddy is just perked up. I saw that video. <laughs> weather oh. traffic? What?
6: It looked like the frozen tundra. It looked like the Arctic at Buffalo Stadium yesterday. This is going to be fun,
2: man. I showed that video to, uh, to my husband. I'm from Binghamton. He's from Rochester, New York. We're like kind of shrugged. I'm like, eh. it's like a regular Wednesday.
6: Oh, get out, of like up there. get out of here! Get out of here! It was <laughs> dangerous.
2: It was dangerous.
5: 855-212. Maggie wants to move to
6: Fort Lauderdale. It's <laughs> like, oh yeah, no, I'm not scared of the oh, yeah. snow.
2: Yeah, I got PTSD from my childhood. 855 4 CBS. See you guys. Hang tight. We're back in just moments on CBS Sports Radio.
6: We're back on Maggie and Pearl off. It is game day. We got our game face on. My Eagles, Maggie's Bills. Normally this would be a day to celebrate the Cowboys loss in Philadelphia, but nobody's <laughs> no doing time that. For that. Nobody's doing that because everyone's trying to fire Nick Sirianni and now it looks like there's at least two teams are going to be competing for Bill Belichick, the Cowboys Maybe the Eagles, maybe your Bills, if they lose, it should be a lot of fun. A
2: lot to be determined. Here's what we have so far. We'll get to the phones. You're going to have the Texans either at the Ravens or the Chiefs. That's going to be next Saturday. Packers at 49ers, that's locked in Saturday night at 8 o'clock Eastern. Sunday, it's either going to be Perloff's Eagles or the Bucks at the Lions at 3 o'clock Eastern. And then it'll be the Chiefs at the Bills or the Steelers at the Ravens, 6.30 Eastern time.
6: Let's go. A lot
2: more to be determined. Gary is in Jacksonville. He's up next here on CBS Sports Radio. Wants to talk about the Dolphins loss on Saturday night. Hey, Gary, what's up?
5: I do, guys. Good morning. First of all, I'd like to say you were talking about McCarthy. I I don't think they should go for any retread, Belichick or Parcells. I think Ben Johnson, the OC of the Lions, Mm -hmm. would be a great job for that Cowboy offense. Get Dak on the right pass away, uh, like McDaniel did with the my Dolphins. And still very proud of my Dolphins, guys. They they proved under McDaniel they're relevant. They won 11 games. They were picking guys off the street, yep. for God's sakes, to play defense. Losing Phillips, Chubb, Baker. They, they lost, you know, Elliot Howard in the secondary. And uh, their offensive line guys. Only the Jets had more uh, offensive line combinations played during the year in the Miami Dolphins. I think Butch Barry did a great job to keep that unit together to whether they're at least competitive during the season. Okay, evening.
2: Gary, yeah. you want to pay Tua $150 million?
5: Uh, yeah. I, I believe in Tua. I think he can run that offense. I like I like Tua. As I said, look what he did with all the, the, all the offensive line combinations. What did he fell for? 4,700 yards, oh, yeah. 29 yep. touchdowns. Led the league. That's not bad, Maggie. No. when you consider yep. they had a revolving door on the offensive line.
2: Listen, Gary, I I think that you're you probably have the right and the healthy attitude here. And thank yep. you so much for the call because it's something we talked about heading into this game. The injuries decimated the Miami Dolphins. They limped into the playoffs and then drew the short straw by virtue of losing to the Bills that they had to go to Kansas City for an all-time cold-weather game.
6: So let me ask you this. If I could tell you Tua's going to be healthy for four years, would you be comfortable signing him for $200 million? You
2: know, I'm going to have to do it because I'm here. Yeah. But the problem is with Tua is, and again, this was an all-time cold-weather game. But there are games you're going to walk into – if it's cold weather where he plays in the AFC East mm-hmm. and you're going to think we don't have a shot to win this game before when, before you even walk in the stadium, yeah. that's a problem.
6: Uh, yeah, but they could get home field. I think, two is a great quarterback. Say, we talked earlier uh, before the show about what if you put Geno Smith in that spot. Right. To me, Tua is a better fit. He's the, kind of the ultimate NBA point guard.
2: He was under-throwing guys, though, in Kansas well, City. He couldn't rid- get the ball Kansas City was
6: ridiculous. That, that was, and also, I think Mike McCarthy's brain got cold, too. Because why was Daniel uh, Mike McDaniel, why, sorry, why was he throwing to Cedric Wilson in every key down? And their run game was so bad. That's the thing about Mike McDaniel's offense is run game is unstoppable, and it was completely stoppable in the cold weather.
2: Yeah, it, that, I, it's hard, because you you kind of want to throw that game out. But on the flip you side, if you're Kansas City, I think now all of a sudden you got a little bit of confidence. It's not that yeah. you're lacking for it if you're the Chiefs, but.
6: One thing back on the Dolphins, I mean, yeah. how many injuries did they have? We saw it. Jalen Phillips. Uh, yeah, every, Gary
2: just went through the whole. Yeah. In. I
6: mean, there's no, no team can survive that on defense. It's just not going to happen.
2: Yeah. Even for Vic Fangio, you know, the vaunted Fangio. But I, I, my one concern is about Tua playing in cold weather. This was bad. And granted, it's negative 30. Like it's terrible for both sides. It was terrible. Uh, George is in LA. He's our Rams fan. George, I was, I was thinking about you last night when the, when they fell short. How you feeling?
7: Yeah, good morning. Yeah, you can't do kick three field goals in the red zone, let them have three touchdowns. Defense did finally wake up in the second half. Uh, But the NFL needs to initiate some kind of rule at crucial points of the game. Puka was obviously held. They even said the announcers, at the end of that game, at third and 15. But the thing is, another thing I was going to comment real quick 31 of Detroit. He's a pretty dirty player, man. That hit on Higby, he
5: could ruin
7: his career. And then pulled that other kid off the pile. But um, yeah. I'm, proud of him. I'm proud of Stafford. I mean, he was
5: messed up. You see that cut on his hand?
2: Brutal. Not that. I mean, he got a cut on his hand. At one point, I thought maybe his shoulder got dislocated or the ribs got hurt. He may have gotten a concussion last night, which they kind of yada yada over a little. <laughs> when he's basically yeah. back with his, you know, on the ground looking up at the lights with his arms kind of up. It wasn't the full fencer's position that we saw Tua take last year, Pearl off in that scary moment, but it was pretty close. Yeah,
6: it was bad. I was shocked he put his helmet back on and got back out there and was effective. A lot of credit to Stafford last night. But here's the thing about the Lions. I give the Lions credit because the officials – were terrified last night. They, I don't know how loud it was at Detroit, but they were obviously scared to throw their flags because there was a helmet-to-helmet hit on Nakua. The next play, there was three fouls on one play against Stafford, and they didn't throw the flag. I don't know. And at the end, Nakua got completely mugged. So I, I think the officials, well, either by demand of the NFL, were not going to throw flags. But the Lions... Yeah, they they came out there at the end. They were just like, I'm going to manhandle these Rams receivers. Well, the officials are terrified to throw a flag. I don't know if you remember in the first half, the officials
3: missed an egregious, what they called a false start. It should have been an offside. It would have gave them a first down. The Lions might have scored at the end of the first half, and the crowd went crazy. Yeah. I yeah. think at that point, that changed how the referee oh, was going to yeah. go for they that They tried to game. do
2: a makeup call literally on the next yep. play when right. they called a, a special yeah, teams special penalty, team penalty. and yeah. backed up the Rams to the ten
3: because that, sh- that play that was terrible. They definitely should have called the offsides, but it seemed like the game changed after that.
6: I will tell you, it's so funny you say that. Last year when I went to the Eagles Niners game at the link, there was a bad call against the Eagles on the like the fourth play. I could see the fear from all the way up in the stands the fear in the officials' faces <laughs> because from that time on, the Eagles did whatever they want. They were low-hidden, high-hidden, and the officials were just like, it's good. We're not going to take on this crowd.
2: George, thank you so much, and, and sorry your season comes to an end. But, man, Stafford, you're right. He, like, hurts his hand and then starts throwing dimes all over the place. Oh. And Nakua did get mugged. That was on a third and 14. It should have given them a first down. You would have had – uh, let's see, about four and a half minutes left in that game.
6: I'm happy for the Lions, but I was rooting for the Rams for my Matthew Stafford Hall of Fame case, but I don't even care. Stafford is a Hall of Famer. You saw last night that when he dipped down into that little sidearm throw post concussion. How many quarterbacks <laughs> can do that?
2: We laugh about it, but I mean, that was, that was, he took a lot of
5: his night. Um, yeah,
6: he, that was one of the best games I've actually seen him play. His numbers were incredible, and I don't think it was easy for him because the Rams were, as EJ said earlier, they were spraying the receiver was out and there was no protection and Stafford was just sitting in there and delivering dimes at the last second
2: how about the fans booing stafford like none other yeah. when he came out and you know what that's the correct response bravo you have it's a playoff game you have plenty of time for tributes and all that other stuff another time Matthew. St- no one can erase the years he had in detroit he's coming in as the enemy quarterback on the other side you gotta boo, yeah. boo him uh, Andrew Bogus is here with headlines and you're looking at me like you're disappointed in what I, just.
0: no, said. no, no. I was actually looking at something on the TV that looks odd to me. That's all sure. Nothing to do with you. Wasn't even listening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they had won 16 straight home games. Their largest home deficit this season was just eight points. And then it was 27 nothing Packers yesterday afternoon in Dallas. It ended 48 32, meaning the Cowboys lose their initial playoff game for the second time in three years under Mike McCarthy and Jerry Jones ain't happy. This is shame. Jerry adding last (laughs) night that it was not time to think about his head coach or any player decisions, but those Belichick rumors will be strong this week, all while the Packers prep for another playoff game, this time in San Francisco Saturday night. Matt LaFleur's team will be the underdogs again.
1: I think there's a little bit of freedom with that in terms of how you go out and play, and, you know, these guys, uh, they went for it, and that's... That's exciting to see, um, you know, every phase. I thought you could see it in, in the way we play it.
0: Aaron Jones ran for three scores. Jordan Love threw for three. And Darnell Savage had a 64-yard pick six. The Rams and Lions then gave us our first drama of Wild Card weekend, a 24-23 Lions winning Detroit. So, it's Jared Goff ousting his former team, not Matthew Stafford, returning to Detroit and continuing the Lions' playoff misery. He threw for three sixty-seven and two scores, but the offense bogged down twice in the red zone in the second half, settling for short field goals. They also punted from the Detroit 44 with just over four minutes to go and never got the ball back.
1: You know, in a game like this, against an offense like that that's playing at that clip, um, you know, you're going to need to score Touchdowns, when you get down there, I thought our defense did a great job in the second half holding them, you know, uh, holding them down. But uh, we just didn't make enough plays in the red zone.
0: The Lions hadn't won a playoff game since 92. Their nine-game postseason losing streak was the longest ever. Now they get a second home game hosting the Eagles or the Bucks Sunday afternoon. That game in Tampa is your nightcap. The Steelers and Bills kicking off at 4.30 Eastern. But as Maggie's mentioned already this morning, more snow, more wind, more cold. Today in Buffalo, NFL Network says Jim Harbaugh is in L.A. today to meet with the Chargers about their vacancy. Meanwhile, fresh off that natty, Michigan QB, J.J. McCarthy is definitely leaving for the NFL draft, Mm. as is running back Blake Corum. Draft heads a little conflicted on McCarthy since the Wolverines didn't ask him to throw that much, but he's probably a first round pick.
6: Maybe, maybe a second round pick. I actually I saw Jay Z McCarthy's going pro, Blake Corum's going pro, and I said to myself. Maybe Harbaugh's not coming back.
5: (laughs) (laughs) And he's in LA today. Yeah,
6: and he's in LA. I'm connecting some dots here, Maggie, and I think Jim Harbaugh's stay in Michigan might be over.
2: Thanks, Sherlock
5: Holmes. Got any more uh, mysteries? You can call Stallions over there. Oh, (laughs) all right.
6: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, that's called deductive reasoning. JJ McCarthy gone, (laughs) no quarterback there. It seems like the right time.
2: Yeah, the NCAA breathing down your neck.
6: Yeah, you're not even really going to be able to coach next year, probably. Or you have.
2: Four teams who are lining up to hand you a hundred million dollars. This is a tough choice.
6: You've already won a title; nothing left to play for. Yeah. I think Harbaugh could be had for the right contract. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to go Ian Rappaport on you yeah, guys, but you trust me,
2: these, these Michigan men—that
6: you know? smoke might be real. <laughs>
2: Yeah. To
6: do that. Uh <laughs> Washington's
0: replacing Kalen DeBoer with Arizona's Jed Fish. Those Wildcats just won their final seven games to finish ten and three. The Huskies passing on promoting offensive coordinator Ryan Grubb. He's now expected to join Deboer in Tuscaloosa. Draymond Green's expected to rejoin the Warriors today in Memphis. Golden State went eight and eight, while Draymond served his indefinite suspension on the court last night. Damian Lillard hit a 3 at the buzzer to stun the Kings, 143-142 in OT in Milwaukee. And the Clippers came up short in Minnesota, 109-105. Paul George, James Harden combining for just 30 points, 9 for 33 shooting. And Women's College Hoops, second-ranked UCLA, took its first loss, 73-65, from ninth-ranked USC. That leaves South Carolina as the nation's lone unbeaten team, Juju Watkins, scored
3: 32 for the
6: Trojans. Tell you what,
3: we talk about Caitlin Clark, Juju Watkins also,
6: phenom. Really? I haven't haven't watched yet. Oh, she's amazing. She's a freshman. Yeah, that's
0: six 30 point games already this Oof. year.
6: Yeah. Uh can I tell you who I want to be reincarnated as? Yeah. Just once in my life I want a moment as cool as Damian Lillard hitting a forty foot <laughs> game winner, turning around and pointing to my wrist where the watch is for Dame time. Can I do have I ever done anything one one hundredth as cool as that?
2: I don't know how guys, and I know that obviously Dames hit so many game winners, and I guess you get used to it. How do guys not celebrate? How do you – Act you like supp- you've been there
6: before.
3: I
2: know, but how do you suppress the urge to just be like, ah? <laughs>
3: <laughs> the funny thing about Dame too, is that I feel like as much as his point to the watch thing is awesome when he hits these game winners, I still think his best celebration was when he waved goodbye to the Thunder oh, yeah. as He yeah. eliminated them from the playoffs. That should be his – that really should be his Dame time celebration. There's nothing well, cool. other
2: guys have done that. Yeah,
3: yeah. No, but nobody forgets him waving West Westbrook and Paul George seeing Cancun. No, no, no. <laughs>
2: after,
6: you've, after you let the ball out of your hand, turning around Larry Bird style yeah. is the coldest thing you can do. Not even just watching it like, go in. Yeah, like yeah. act like this is no big deal. Of course I beat you. The two or three times in my life I've hit the game winner in a pickup game, I just sort of walk off and like, yeah, no big deal. That's what I do.
2: Do you understand? <laughs> I would just like, I would break out into the cabbage patch or something. I don't think i would be able to help it. I'd all of a sudden just do like a, a split or I don't know. I'd do a dance move I'm not even sure I can do. Break out into the worm. Something. Yeah.
6: No, I'm I a would Bar- not be cool. You know, I'm a Barry Sanders Calvin Johnson guy. I just hand the ball to the official because it's no big deal to me because I am the baddest dude in the history of the planet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Coming Wait, from here. Um, I'm
6: business. the king of PS113's court in Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: Playing against like a dentist yeah. in a I real still stadium. remember that. That's right. That one
6: That one three pointer I hit in 2017, I just walked to the bench and didn't even look at anyone. I was like, yeah, that's that's Perloff. Oh, my God. Free.
2: I beat my <laughs> older brother once in tennis and I, I celebrated like I was Roger Federer at the center court at Wimbledon. It was just like on my back.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Did you
0: climb the fence to your parents and give also mugs? his parents. Yeah, so right. It was a little
2: weird.
6: I, uh, I'm also not a trash talker. Is anyone here a trash talker on the court? I can't, maybe EJ, do you talk a little trash? No, uh, no, no, I'm not a trash talker. Yeah, but I am susceptible to trash talk. (laughs) I'm (laughs) chatty though. I remember in high school, I was at the, I was at the free throw line like a rare opportunity free throw line, and the star on the other team said, oh, you're totally going to miss this. And I was like, you are absolutely right about me. I'm an inferior basketball player. And I <laughs> Did barely, you miss it or make it? I barely got rim. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, I God. am so mm. susceptible. If someone wants to tell me I'm bad at something, I believe them.
2: Yeah. You, you guys are
6: better? <laughs> no, it must be nice to be on the court to hit a shot or to be to be trash talk. I was on the bench <laughs> listening to the cool kids play. Trash-talking for the bench. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, you can't really trash in tennis. Well, you can we get, get, get chippy with each other the that's girls. a
6: mental game though
2: totally mental you warm up with your opponent it's so weird that oh. part is weird and in high school this is my, now we're reliving glory days poke high but you call your own in and out yes from the line and you can have
6: a good argument about that right
2: screaming just well, also, screaming at girls
6: also once your confidence goes in tennis you're in big trouble.
2: No, it's like Royal Tenenbaums where all of a sudden you're out there with one shoe on. (laughs) It's bad. It can, it devolves really that tennis and golf. It's like the only time when you're out there, you're, you're basically naked and all you're just hitting drives off the pavilion. Like you don't know what's going on. (laughs) Finding water, sand.
6: Yeah. Tennis That's, and
2: golf are the same.
6: Like. Uh, and, and Dak Prescott in football, too. And Dak Prescott <laughs> can't
2: hit the ocean with yeah. the I will beach.
6: say, playing high school basketball in New York City, you get very colorful trash talk oh, opponents. <laughs> I don't know how you handle that, EJ. Ooh. I would not have been uh, mentally was, tough enough to play
3: was, in the city. was not easy. Let's just say that.
2: Yeah, I feel like there's no rules when it comes to that. <laughs> no. And the refs are probably just like, eww.
3: No, the refs are in on it.
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Bogus, thank you. So much. Uh, Got some more phone calls for you. We've got more sound. Uh, Just really the devastation now that the Cowboy fans are left with here in their laps. I mean, what do you do with this just burning dumpster fire? Maggie and Perloff, we got some options next. Uh Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
4: put the spring back into your step and into your home too. shop blinds.com right now and save up to 45% up to 45% off for a limited time at blinds.com blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply
5: don't need to have people pointing the fingers one
7: thing or another you get your rear end in there and you play the way you know how to play we can win the game we're going to open it up we're going to go fast tempo defense get after jordan love you can't give him that much time you do what you're supposed to do. We'll win
5: this game. All right. got Michael Fire. He's got a fire No, no, no!
2: Could have used Jimmy Johnson in the locker room at halftime. Welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. That was Jimmy Johnson on Fox. I mean, it was mm. a little ridiculous how soft you had. The Dallas defense uh. was playing off of the Packers receivers, and they got torched.
6: Tentative, nervous. Both sides of the ball had the same level of panic. Uh, it's it's got to be the coach. I think our only disagreement is you say it's coach and the quarterback. Uh, How about coaches, I,
2: McCarty coaches and, yeah, Quinn.
6: and Quinn. I, I blame Kellen Moore, but he's not there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Someone somewhere will blame Kellen Moore. Kevin is in San Antonio. Had a thought about this. Hey, Kevin, good morning.
7: Hey, good morning. I, I just started listening to your show and Maggie, y'all got a good show in the morning. So I'm going to wake up, leave my, uh, my, um uh, iHeartRadio Radio on and listen to y'all. Y'all got a good show.
2: <laughs> Fantastic! Thanks for finding us. We appreciate that, Kevin. What's on your mind, pal?
7: On my mind is that it's this is a broken record. Twenty nine years. I'm not a Cowboy fan. I'm a Houston, Texas fan, and so forth. I don't understand. I, don't, I really don't understand. Every time, every time the Cowboys get a coach. Jared Jones isn't involved. He need to get out, he needs to sit down and, and just let the coach coach. The only time, the only time they did that, that was Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. Jimmy Johnson had full control and he's the one that made the dynasty. He traded Herschel Walker and got a lot of picks. Yeah. And guess what? They got the, they, they they won three Super Bowls out of that.
2: You know, Kevin, I think a lot of people and mm-hmm. and again, thank you for the kind words and appreciate you joining the show. A lot of people will lay this at the feet of Jerry yep. Jones and will say they'll never win while Jerry's in charge.
6: He's absolutely right. The the format of an interventionist owner like Jerry Jones is the problem. That's why it's been twenty nine years since they've done anything. It is it's 100% the problem.
2: And this is why I will tell you, I don't think Jerry Jones really actually wants to win. No, I think, I think that that his Jerry... ego is so
6: big that he thinks he can do it.
2: See, I, I think he's got everything that he wants right now. He's got the Hall of Fame. He's got an interesting team. He's a powerful owner. All of that stuff.
6: He walks into that meeting, that owner's meeting, without a ring every year, it kills him. To see these other owners who he thinks he's superior to who actually win something.
2: Now, here's the thing about Jerry. He... Tried to bury the hatch and did bury the hatchet with Jimmy. Had the ceremony, you know, put him in the ring of honor, thought you were kind of breaking a curse, if you will, of the two of those guys not being able to get along and maybe, you know, d- destroying what was already a dynasty, but maybe could have been even longer. Maybe you're Brady and in in, in Belichick, you know, maybe you're 20 years, What? And maybe you have this whole oh, su- super yes. sustained success. And we're talking about you are the definitive team of, you know, of a, of a whole generation.
6: Absolutely. That was going to happen.
2: And instead it was egos got in the way. Okay, but they buried the hatchet and they just lost worse than they lost the last Wait, two so years. You this think might have been the worst loss ever.
6: You're saying <laughs> that there was a curse out there that they, the think he was, oh, if we let Jimmy in, that'll break the curse. Yeah.
2: Am I breaking that news to you? Definitely. Yes. No, no, no.
6: It wasn't some metaphysical curse out there. The problem is, Jerry has built this team. So he is the general manager and he's created this format where it's just. All screwed up where the coach doesn't have the right amount of influence. Just something acknowledging the past doesn't do anything. No, this is not like, like Prolof, a totem or something. <laughs>
2: Proloff, you're somebody who can't w- listen to the game with sound. <laughs> like you're oh. superstitious. I think a lot of people <laughs> thought this was because Jimmy got run out of town. Yeah. Until you make things right with Jimmy Johnson, this team's gonna be cursed. And it turns out this may have been the worst playoff loss of the Jerry Jones so- era. Like it backfired on him. I don't know.
6: Oh, you're saying it's the same as me having to stand behind the refrigerator to watch an entire <laughs> quarter of an Eagles game. <laughs> just, something like actually, that. I got it. All right. I get, I get where you're going. I
2: thought you would be able to identify with something. No, like I
6: that. mean, this is a real, you look at it, uh, it without knowing the details, when the owner acts a certain way and does not let the coach do his thing, it's usually problematic. And it seems like that is the main problem in Dallas. You get a lot of, you know, they've made some good draft picks, ironically. But for whatever reason, the coach is not empowered to win a Super Bowl there.
2: And I always said, if we could give Jerry Jones, if we could lay this choice at his feet and say, you can either win a Super Bowl or you can never talk to the press again. And if you win the Super Bowl, you can't even be up on the podium to accept the Lombardi trophy. You have to let everyone else take the credit except you. What do you think he would pick?
6: Super Bowl, because he nope. would secretly take the credit.
2: <laughs> nope. Eight, five, <laughs> He'd drive around five, on his
6: one, two, bus and tell everyone, look at this ring here.
2: 855-212-4227. Five, five, two, 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 See you guys on the phones. We'll get to you. You want to weigh in on the Cowboys? Come on, let's do it. 855-212-4227.